Good morning. Good morning. Uh, today's scripture reading is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, the ninth chapter, the third to the fourteenth verse. The reading is also in your bulletin. If you are able, please stand for the reading. This is my defense to those who sit in judgment on me. Don't we have the right to food and drink? Don't we have the right to take a believing wife along with us, as do the other apostles and the Lord's brothers and Cephas? Or is it only I and Barnabas who lack the right to not work for a living? Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat its grapes? Who tends a flock and does not drink the milk? Do I say this merely on human authority? Doesn't the law say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses, do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain. Is it about oxen that God is concerned? Surely he says this for us, doesn't he? Yes, this was written for us because whoever plows and threshes should be able to do so in the hope of sharing in the harvest. We have, if we have sown spiritual seed among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you? If others have the right to, of support from you, shouldn't we have it all the more? But we did not use this right. On the contrary, we put up with anything rather than hinder the gospel of Christ. Don't you know that those who serve in the temple get their food from the temple and that those who serve at the altar share in what is offered on the altar? In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. This is the word of the Lord. Is community. Um, he creates community, Adam and Eve. Uh, we are saved in community, the Jews, and now the followers, uh, and now us as the followers of Christ, and we will live with him in community. So what's your point? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, who we are in the body of Christ is an interconnected spiritual organism. I can't emphasize that enough. I, I know, I know, I, I just know. It's like sometimes, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you feel like worshiping, sometimes you don't. Uh, sometimes you feel like getting up on Sunday, putting your clothes on and looking halfway presentable and coming down here. Just, just sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Don't, don't, don't get it mixed and twisted. It's like, sometimes, I don't feel like being here. Well, Pastor Meeks, it's like, what? <laughs> you do, and I can't? What? 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 Don't get me wrong. Listen to what I'm saying. Every time I'm here, I'm blessed. Every time. There's not a time that I haven't come to push my ways. The saints would say, press your way through. Uh, they, 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 you, you press your ways to, to worship that I have. It's like, I am so glad. It's just that, 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 that I'm, I am here in worship. And when you don't come and be a part of this worship experience, it's not just, oh, well, I get to mail it in. I get to, <laughs> I get to have flapjacks and, uh, and stroll along the beach. Nothing wrong with that. Everything right with that. But then the, the, the worship experience is different. It, it's, I need you. You need me to be a part of this worship experience. We're interconnected. We're dependent on, on one another. Um, I like how one theologian put it, the freedom to which Christ has liberated us is not a freedom to do as we please, but a freedom to serve God and others in the newness and power of the Spirit, a freedom to do as we ought. It is a freedom to live out 
the life of Christ in community that glorifies God as it follows the sacrificial example of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a funny thing how God, God being God, God being sovereign, he will put in your path those folks that you may have been trying to avoid. That's the way God rolls. He's just like, why does this person keep popping up in my life? I'm giving you opportunity after opportunity to get it right. We are interconnected. We're spiritual beings. I like how Paul writes, and I shared this before. This is just a real brief recap in this last slide on that. In the fifth chapter of his uh, letter to the church at Galatia, um, it is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you love yourself. That's an act of true freedom. If you bite and ravage each other, watch out. In no time at all, you will be annihilating each other. And where will your precious freedom be then? Uh, Our freedom doesn't mean the ability to do whatever I want whenever I want to do it. Our freedom, true freedom, is a result of knowing who we are and whose we are. So today we want to pick up in the ninth chapter, starting at the third verse. Just lost my slide just that quick. This is my defense to those who sit in judgment on me. This is my defense to those who sit in judgment on me. The, you'll, 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 you'll probably recognize that this is an echo back to the eighth chapter, uh, where Paul, Paul is, is, is he's saying, uh, my defense, apologia, the word that, 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 that we like to use in, in apologetics. We understand what it is. Oh, it's, it's a defense of why we believe what we believe and who sit in judgment. Uh, the, the actual word in judgment, sit in judgment, is actually uh, the, the word that's used for that is examination. So he's using legal terms to, to define, uh, to go back. It's like, okay, um, we have freedom, but I want you to understand what your freedom actually allows you to do and what it doesn't allow you, uh, and what it doesn't allow you to do. Um, it is freedom to act in Christ. Next slide, please. Don't we have the right to food and drink? Don't we have the right to believing to take a believing wife along with us, as do other apostles and the Lord's brothers and Cephas? Or is it only I and Barnabas who lack the right not to work for a living. I don't know, maybe there was a, again, you don't want to read into, into the text, but maybe there was a, a discussion as to, well, Paul's different. Uh, Barnabas is different. See, they're not like the folks in Jerusalem. Uh, uh, they, 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 we, we need to look at them a little different. They're, they're, they're on their missionary tour, if you will. Uh, and Paul is saying, again, using his rhetorical uh, his skill, don't I have a right to food and drink? Do I have a right 
to take a believing wife along with us, as do other apostles and Lord and, and the Lord's brothers, Cephas, Peter, um, or is it only I and Barnabas uh, who has to work for a living? Too often we look at, uh, we project on others what we think they should, how they should behave and what they should do. Oh, uh, you don't need this. You don't need, well, it's okay for them, like we were sharing earlier, it's okay for, for me, pastor, but you can't, you can't feel like I feel. You, you know, no, you, you, you have to be different uh, than, than I'm different. And so literally, Paul is, he's setting up, he's just, again, so we don't focus on the backside of the bark of one tree and really just, just become fixated on, oh, so what's he saying? Is he saying that, that, that Paul, uh, he doesn't have the gift, he wants a wife? Uh, is he saying, that, is, is, he, is, this a, is, a, is this a backdoor solicitation for, for money? Is this, is, that, is this is a shakedown? Is this, what's this, what is this? Next slide. Uh, no, this is, this, is, this is what he's saying. Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat grapes? Who tends a flock and does not drink the milk? Do I say this merely on human authority? Doesn't the law say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses, do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain. Is it about the oxen that God is concerned? Surely he says this for us, doesn't he? Yes, this was written for us, because whoever plows and threshes should be able to do so in the hope of sharing in the harvest. If we have sown spiritual seed among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you? If others have this right of support from you, shouldn't we have it all the more? Again, don't you know, I'm Paul, and I have the ability to, if you, if you really want to go there, I can exercise uh, apostolic authority on you all and tell you what you owe me in terms of giving me uh, deference, in terms of giving me uh, financial support, and seeing me as the apostle I am. I established the church at Corinth. But, but, but what he's saying is here, it's like, let, let me just break it down to you. Let, let, there are four, I believe there's four or five actual uh, layers that Paul deals with. You can count them out for yourself. Uh, who serves as a soldier? at his own expense. Let me, let me just break it down, Paul is saying, in terms of where you live. Okay, this is Corinth. This is military, as, as, as Dr. Nystrom uh, uh, teased out for us several weeks ago. This city was established as a military garrison. Uh, so you know what military's about. Folks didn't just show up and say, oh, I think I'll just start fighting. Uh, it's like, no, no, you've been hired on. Who plants a vineyard and doesn't expect to reap the benefits of that. Who raises a herd, uh, tends a flock, and does not drink the milk? I mean, don't you guys do get this, right? Uh, the, I hope you get it, but I mean, talking to the Corinthian church, you do get it, right? That, that this, is, this is how it works. Uh, do I say this on human authority? No, 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 no. Let me take you back. This is your homework. Go back to the 23rd chapter of the book of Deut Deuteronomy. See, that's your homework. You read that chapter, and then he quotes from that. Uh, do not muzzle the ox. Oh, well, he's talking about uh, something that Peter would be uh, uh, fond of. It's, it's animal, treating uh, animals correctly. He's like, no, no. If you read the whole 23rd chapter of Deuteronomy, it's about human relationships. And in that, por in that one part of that, of, of, of right human relationships, is how you treat the animals God has given you. 
but, but we flip it the other way around. It's like, oh, well, that means you need to be ethically right uh, uh, to, uh, to the animals. I was blessed to work with a, um, a person uh, uh, when I was working full-time, working part-time still, uh, but working full-time, and uh, she showed pictures of her, her, her baby. She was like three, four, whatever. I said, what a beautiful child. She's like, hmm. Beauty is as beauty does. Beauty is as beauty is. That has stuck with me. Obviously, she pinched that from Forrest Gump, which I've shared with you before. You know, uh, uh, what she was saying is, yeah, you're looking at that, but beauty is as beauty does. What are you saying, Pastor Meeks? Christian is as Christian does. Christian is as Christian does. Uh, How we treat animals. How we treat one another is a reflection of the faith we say we possess. See, a lot of us do the, just the opposite. It's like, okay, well, here's, here's the law. It's like, uh, you know, I'm going to be nice to you, but I really can't stand you. So I'm going to pretend to be nice to you, and then I will have fulfilled the law. You've never met those people, right? You've never been those people, right? Well, I, you know, I just, I, 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 I love them, but I don't like them. It's like... That don't even make sense. It's just like, but, but we say stuff like crazy stuff like that. Well, I love them in Jesus, but I really don't want to be around them. You know, it's just, it's, 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 it's like, it's, it's, it's weird. Christian is, uh, Christians are as Christians do. Uh, surely he says this for us. Uh, it, it was written for us because for whoever plows and threshes should be able to do so in hope of sharing in the harvest. If we have, uh, if we have our sown spiritual seed among you, Corinthians, is it too much if we reap material harvest from you? If others have this right of support from you, shouldn't we have it all the more? Next slide, please. Uh, so, so Paul is laying the, the, the foundation as far as rights. Uh, I have the right to do whatever it is I want. But, but what does he say in the... 12th verse, but we do not use this right. On the contrary, we put up with anything rather than hinder the gospel of Jesus, of of Christ. We do not use this right. On the contrary, we put up with anything rather than hinder the gospel of Christ. I ask a question. When is the last time that you deferred your rights uh, for the body of Christ? When is the last time? Well, you know, I just need to let them know. I just, you know, that I need to let them know. They need to understand, and, you know, it, it's, it's, they, they, they just do. I'll, I'll, I'll share it, you know, and because then we'll all be... It's like, when is the last time that you set aside your rights for the cause of Christ? Eh? I, just, I mean, it's, 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 it really is not in us to do that. And Paul is, is, is laying the case. He's making the case. It's like, look, uh, you can't just exercise your freedoms to do whatever you want, whenever you want. But what I want to do is I want to show you through my lived life what it means to set aside freedom and rights. And then we will all be free in that. Next slide, please. Um, as he concludes, don't you know that so those that serve in the temple get their food from the temple, and those who serve at the altar share in what is offered on the altar in the same way, 
the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their livings from the gospel. Almost finished. Uh, I was at a function uh, the other day, a homegoing celebration, and the minister was saying, that means I got five more, I'm almost finishes. So uh, uh, I won't do that, but uh, almost finished. Uh, when is the last time? The, see, see, much of the problem, Paul is laying out a marker. He's laying out a template. If we're, if we're, if we're wise as ministers, capital M and small m, we'd be wise to, to mark and to follow. Anything that I say now going forward, and, I, and I, it's probably why this thing went blank on me, uh, it would be, it would be, it could come off as sounding self-serving. And that's not the intent. So I, I want you to really hear, really hear uh, what I'm saying, what I'm about ready to say. Uh, a lot of times when it comes to ministries, that's why I say with City Church, and not just City Church, but at least how City Church attempts to behave is to follow Christ and how he behaved in establishing his church. Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Paul said in the B part of the 12th verse, I won't do anything to hinder the gospel of Christ. From our very establishment, it's like, no, no, uh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to set up ministry in such a way that it's going to focus only on ministry. Only on ministry. Too often what you will see, and again, I don't mean to disparage, I'm just saying what I'm saying. Too often what you'll see is there's this attempted deification of the, the pastorate or any person or to create celebrity out of uh, the leader of the group. Oh, well, you know, that, again, like I was saying, I was, I was joking earlier, well, that's Pastor Meeks. Pastor Meeks has to behave a certain way uh, because that's, he's Pastor Meeks, and I get to behave any old way I want. Pastor Meeks always has to feel a certain way, and I get to feel any old way I want. Pastor Meeks has to, it's like fill in the blank. It's like, no, no, no. Seven years, seven years, uh, how we established City Church was, we're all in. We're all in. We're all in. What does that mean? So, so, so I'm, 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 I'm crystal clear. From the very beginning, outside of a, a, a gift, uh, uh, you all who were here uh, year two of our ministry, um, you blessed us at our anniversary to, to go on a weekend vacation. Outside of that, we have not received one dollar in terms of ministerial offering. Not one. Not one. Oh, well, pastor, that's not right. It's not a matter, of, it's not right, it's not wrong. Go back to the B part. Flip that, flip the slide back if you can. Go back to the B part of the 12th verse. We do not use this right. On the contrary, we put up with anything. Anything. Why? You got a martyr complex? No. Oh, why? Why? We don't want to hinder 
the gospel of Christ. That's what ministry is lived out. I don't ask, and nor should you ask anyone to do anything for the cause of Christ that you're not willing to do yourself. So when it comes to, hey, you know, I, you know, I, I know, caller ID, you know, it's Pastor Meeks. <laughs> I'm not answering that call. Be it pull weeds, buff a floor, scrub a toilet. I want to ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Why? It's the cause of Christ. This is about Christ. It's not about me. It's not about city church. It's not about the building. It's not, it's, 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 I like how Nate, uh, uh, he's got these, he's got a lot of memes, but uh, <laughs> one I incredibly like, he says, as much as it's about you, it's not about you. As much as it's about you, it's not about you. God chooses in his infinite wisdom to use us, imperfect people, to execute a perfect gospel. That's an incredible privilege. So, 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 so what does that mean? So, so, so is that the, is that the model? No, no. Paul is saying, no, the apostles are getting support. Nothing right or wrong with that. They're getting support. I want you to look through the lens of which I'm telling, I'm trying to communicate to you. See, I, it, it's, it's not about, well, well, well uh, Cephas, Peter, they, you know, Jesus is half-brothers. They, they, they seem, it's like, that's not the issue. The issue is, what has God called you? What has God called us to do to promote the kingdom? Now, obviously, that's this, now, I'm, just as that's not a model, you don't worship the model, the model will change at some point. It will change. It needs to change. Not for me, but for the next me that comes along. This, that's not a model. That, that because isn't, the, isn't it okay for the ox to nibble on grain while he's kind of like working the grain? You know, doesn't, doesn't that make sense? It's like if you're going to fight a war, if you're going to milk the, the animals, are you going to, does, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. But where God has called us, where he has called us to be servant leaders. That's why City Church is what it is. And why you can come here and you feel like, this is just, man, I can actually come here and worship. I can come here and not feel uh, 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 like this is, this is a thinly veiled ruse to, to get at me, uh, financially or otherwise. But I understand that the Christian is, as Christian does. Christian is, as Christian does. That's why Paul says, let everyone examine himself. And we'll share that in about five seconds here. Let everyone examine himself. Why you do what you do. Don't, don't, don't just do stuff out of religious roteness, out of just, oh, well, I'm, just, I'm doing this because well, I was just trained that way. Do you understand why you do it? Do you understand why we, we share the Lord's Supper? Do you understand why we come together and we sing songs? Do you understand why, I mean, why, why we, we bring our children here and, and have them sit under those that are a little bit older and teach them the stories? of, of the, that's, the, that's the benefit of teaching our kids. That because we wouldn't let our kids go out and it's like, well, I want you to learn how to, to, to dodge cars on the street. You know, so you figure it out. 
No, you wouldn't do that. So what kind of parent are you? Well, you'll figure it out. You just, just, just move fast. You know, as the car is coming. No, no. Stand here. Look both ways. Hey, now let's cross. We teach our children. We don't leave it up to our children to, to figure it out. It's our job to teach. It's our job to instruct. Yeah. God is faithful. Train up a child in the way they should go. I just, 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 I, I, I'm done. I received a, um, she has no idea that how much uh, it meant to me. One of my daughters in ministry, I won't call her out. She knows who she is. She received, uh, she sent me a text. Um, and it meant so much to me. It just, it just, it absolutely meant so much to me. The essence was, well, pastor, you, I know your job is to make everyone feel important, but I know for a fact I'm important. <laughs> Christian is, as Christian does. We can easily get caught up into, I got mine, you get yours the best way you can. You know, I, you know, um, you know, me and my house, hey, well, you know, you're going to hell, sorry. You know, I'm just, I'm sorry. Um, pass out flyers on a week, uh, you know, final four. Final four, final four. Christian is, as Christian does. We have to examine ourselves, and why, and that's all. And I am done. And that was only the second time then uh, <laughs> that Paul is holding up that light to the Corinthians to say, you want to exercise your freedom? Look at what I did. Now you, now, now you exercise your freedom in light of what I did. And I established you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Our Father, our God, again, we say thank you. Thank you.